Ladies and gentlemen, episode number 83 of Let's Go Racing with David Starr. Tyler Jones here with you. So glad to have you with us. Coming up on today's show, we'll look back at the weekend that was at Bristol and also look ahead to this weekend's race at David's home track, Texas Motor Speedway, as we begin a new round of the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. We'll break down the playoff picture, also go over the latest news and notes the headlines around the sport, and we'll wrap up with our Ask David segment coming up at the end of the show. Let's go racing with David Starch, presented by Ticket Smarter. Ticket Smarter came aboard as the primary sponsor this year on David's 08 Ford Mustang, and we want to tell you a little bit more about what they do. Ticket Smarter is a national ticket resale marketplace with tickets to over 125,000 live events, including NASCAR and other forms of motorsports. Fans can get tickets to every NASCAR, Cup, Xfinity, and Camping World truck race throughout the season. For the best deals on tickets, visit TicketSmarter.com to get your tickets today. That's TicketSmarter.com. David Starr joins us right now. David, fresh off a uh, weekend in Bristol, and then you, you rushed home to do a racing school, too. How did you pull it off, Iron Man? Man, it's uh, it's always awesome to be at Bristol, man. What a great, great – I love that racetrack and that part of the country. Just beautiful. Yeah. Um, Man, you know, we, uh, we had a good qualifying run. Our, uh, uh, you know, the race didn't turn out like it was uh, we expected it to do, but our uh, good boy Vodka uh, Ford uh, Mustang <laughs> was, uh, you know, was uh, was pretty cool looking. It looked cool. And uh, we had, a, like I said, we had a good qualifying run. And just uh, in the race, man, we had a left rear tire came loose. And it hurt the threads on the uh, on the studs, and uh, couldn't keep our left rear tire tight on the race car, and it got a little loose and it go flat. It was just a challenging night for us, but man, it was cool having good boy Vodka on on the race car. John Daly, the uh, former PGA champion, uh, was part owner in that deal, and uh, man, what a what a good looking race car. But man, what a what a great great time we had at bristol and man the racing was amazing noah grexon won his third race straight in a row and uh but man what's always man I'm, i i love it every week wherever we're racing at but it's always fun to go to bristol man i just an action track it was pretty awesome race weekend for sure that's great uh dominic argon from racingexperts.com joins us as well dom uh chris busher with a win this weekend, we'll uh, break that all down. But another winner in 2022. Uh, what a wild season and a wild finish to the first round of the playoffs, too. Let's take bets. Who's going to win next now? Texas. We're going to have another non-playoff driver go to victory lane. I think that's the, the big story there in that round of 16, guys, since we've had this elimination format take place where you chop four drivers after three races introduced in 2014. We had three non-playoff drivers sweep the entire round. I don't think I would have ever thought we would have seen that, but this new car has produced that kind of racing, the parody that we've been talking about throughout the year. 19 winners, 29 races. Who's next? Right. And uh, that number, that 19 different winners, is tied for the record for most winners in a single season. And we still have seven races left to go. So you have to think there's a – pretty dang good chance that record will officially be broken here in uh, these final races. But David, uh, let's start with uh, Chris Busher here. Uh, you know, Chris, he's a Texas kid. Uh, 
we, we've seen, you know, the, the start of his career, uh, things kind of rough, right? He, he didn't have the best of opportunities when he entered the Cup Series. And now the way things have shaken out, he ends up staying at RFK Racing with Brad Keselowski coming in. They looked fast in Daytona, but really had a slump to start the year. They've shown speed the last several weeks. And now he's the one that brings the new RFK Racing their uh, first win. I think we all talked a lot about Brad Keselowski, obviously, going to that team. But I think this is a big deal for Chris Buescher to deliver that first win for RFK under this uh, new new brand uh, with Brad Keselowski there. Yeah, no doubt about it. But de definitely smart of Brad to, uh, you know, uh, Chris Boucher, man. He, uh, man, they, I tell you, it's interesting to see the RFK, uh, how it's performed so far in 22, because Chris has been the signature driver. You know, his team has really performed. He's performed. He's a heck of a race car driver. You know, I, I don't know if the, the, op the, uh, you know, it's had a lot of opportunities, but not with the most powerful house racing teams on the Cup Series level. But Chris, is I've always thought Chris was a great race car driver. And, man, what he's done this year in 2022, you just knew a win was right around the corner. I talked to him uh, for about 15 minutes at Darlington and, uh, you know, just talking about the way his car was driving. And I said, man, you bitch, y'all are just so close, you know. And he said, man, I'm so close, but so far away, you know. And uh, But you just knew it was just right around the corner. And, man, not surprised to see Chris Booster uh, in victory lane, you know. And it just says a lot about his ability, his talent level. And, you know, for Roush and uh, Brad Keselowski to – to, to grab Chris and kind of lock him down as a signature driver for their team for the future, I think is smart because, you know, and, and I think we were talking about this earlier, uh, you know, he, you don't hear a lot about Chris Boucher because he's, he's quiet. Uh, you know, he doesn't make much, uh, you know, much noise, but man, when he, when he straps into that race car and they put that window net and they, ladies and gentlemen, crank up your engine. I mean, you can always, bet on you're going to see Chris Boucher near the front you know he's just really done a phenomenal job this year and uh and I wasn't surprised that he won the race you know he he earned it and uh good for him you know and I think he uh you know if uh uh you know Brad Keselowski and Roush if they're smart they'd lock him down in a contract for lots of years to come. Dom uh that RFK organization uh I, I would I think both of us would say they have not met their expectations. They thought that bringing in Brad K, the new car, would be a breakthrough year. And uh, the expectation was that Brad at least would get into the playoff, if not him and Chris both. Um, but here they are with a win, much needed win for that organization, looking for that momentum. I mean, the big penalty that Brad got a while back just really set them back and they never really recovered from that point going forward. What does this win mean for uh, RFK Racing here? I think it means a lot, and I, I don't know if – I can't speak for you. I can't speak for David, but for me, and, I, and I've said it before, I think seeing how well those cars ran in Daytona and, and the speed weeks and Busher and Keselowski winning their respective duels, in, in a way it felt like the Roush group was back and Brad leading all those laps in the Daytona 500, having a chance to win, being the point leader after the 500, yes, Granted, it's super speeder racing, and there was a lot more racing left, but that performance 
and then running top 10 at Fontana before in, in the next week and after at Fontana before crashing out. I really thought Kozlowski and, and Roush Fenway were just going to just mesh really well. And we would see Kozlowski pick up like how he had run the last 10, 12 years at Penske, but it wasn't the case. And it's been a building process. And one thing, too, to, to kind of tie this all together with Chris Buescher, in that press conference after the race, Brad Keselowski joined. And, and typically, after a race winner has won a race, Truck Xfinity Cup, they'll bring in the team owner and the crew chief, and they'll address the media and answer any questions. And Keselowski opened up about Chris Buescher, saying that, yeah, we, we wanted to keep him here. And after Keselowski had signed, Literally, the first thing he did was making sure Chris Buescher had a contract extension in front of him. He wanted to keep Chris. He had even said that he felt he would have been a great candidate for the 21 Wood Brothers car when he was at Penske. He has always thought highly of Chris Buescher, and we're getting to see that talent come out. And Tyler, 222 races between his last one. We have to go back six, almost six and a half years ago to Pocono in 2016 to Chris Buescher's last win. That's a long gap between wins, but ultimately uh, Chris Butcher gets it done. So one, one more thing on Chris before we move on and talk about kind of the playoff picture and everything here. Um, for Chris Butcher, now that he's got that win out of the way, the earned win, right? Not, you know, what he had early in his career, that rain-shortened win, but one where he outraced everybody, led a lot of laps and everything. Now it's about the consistency, right? I mean, it's, it's about – getting, you know, competing, running up front all the time, winning multiple races here. Dom, do you think we're going to see Chris Buescher, whether it's the end of this year or heading into 2023, are we going to start to see him more in victory lane? Is that consistency going to take a step up here? I think so. I think there's a really good chance. I don't think it's going to be 222 races between now and his next win. I think that's going to be a very much shorter distance to happen. We could see it happen again this year. But Chris Buescher, gosh, guys, he is one heck of a short track racer. He did well at Richmond, kind of swapped that lead back and forth with Harvick. He proved himself at Bristol this weekend, led the most laps. I think we are going to see Chris Buescher more at the front, more in the top 10, top five stage points conversations and being a factor to make the playoffs just on points alone next year. Well, I mean, that's kind of out the window this year because we had 16 winners. But if we do have a situation right. where it's guys making it on points, Chris Buescher, I believe, is strong enough to do that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, David, let's talk about the uh, playoff picture now. So the four drivers eliminated, Dom, were Austin Dillon, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Tyler Reddick. If you've ever had an association or a future association with RCR, you're out of the playoff. Uh, based on how that, <laughs> that, that ended up working out. I didn't out. think that. You're right. Yes. And so – uh, with that, of the four guys out, David, Harvick was as hot as any driver entering the playoff. We know Kyle Busch is a threat everywhere he goes, had more championships than anybody in the field. Tyler Reddick having a career year. Austin Dillon, you know, snuck in at the last minute with that win at Daytona here. How surprised were you of the four drivers that were eliminated in that first round, David? Man, I was really surprised. You know, I would never have thought – I really wouldn't have ever thought that, you know, Tyler Reddick with the, the, the type, the kind of year he's had, he's been amazing. And that team's been amazing. And, uh, you know, Kyle Busch, I mean, he, so surprising, you know, maybe Kevin Harvick, but, you know, obviously, like you said, Kevin, 
you know, they hit a hot streak right there, won a couple races and coming into the playoffs. And, uh, but man, I would have never thought that those guys, I mean, if you'd have told me, you know, four or five weeks ago that those were going to be the four guys or three of the four guys eliminated, I'd have had a hard time believing you. You know what I mean? Like maybe, you know, Austin Dillon, you know, he, uh, he won a race, made it in the playoffs. But, you know, if I looked at all the playoff contenders, uh, you know, I'm not surprised by Austin Dillon because they, they've had, uh, you know, they weren't consistent in uh, their finishes. You know what I mean? They've had some fast cars and had speed, but it wasn't consistent like it was for Tyler Reddick. And uh, so the Austin Dillon not making, you know, the, the 16 uh, is, is, you know, that one's not surprising to me, but the other three, man, caught me off guard, no doubt about it, you know, but that's, you know, since NASCAR implemented this playoff system, man, you got to be on top of your game, you know, and, and uh, you know, no, no, no matter if you're Kyle Busch or Kevin Harvick or Tyler Reddick, you know, you got to perform each and every week, you know, and then, uh, you know, obviously the playoffs uh, format didn't, didn't fit the type of luck that those guys had run into. And, uh, but man, I'm, I mean, it's surprising to me that you're not going to have Kevin Harvick or Kyle Busch or even Tyler Reddick part of the championship, you know, chase moving forward. It's kind of surprising to me. Well, and, and Dom, for me, the, what surprised me even more than that was having three non-playoff drivers win those first three playoff races. And, you know, what we've seen the last few years, you win a playoff race, you automatically move on to the next round, especially if you win that first race, then that gives you a lot of relief for those next two races. Um, these guys, the Eric Joneses, the Bubba Wallaces, Chris Bushers of the world, they did not back down. Now, I don't expect a non-playoff driver to win the championship race. As we've seen how that goes. The guys move out of the way and let the championship contenders go up front. But for these first few races of the playoff, the non-playoff drivers were still racing hard. They still had something to prove, even without being in the playoff, and certainly threw a wrench in things here. Absolutely. And, and another name, too, that we've mentioned in the past, and he's run so well this year, just they didn't make the playoffs. It's Martin Truex Jr. He's been up front in all three of these non-playoff races. Who's not to say he goes out and wins Texas. And then we have another surprise winner at Talladega. The possibilities are endless. And this new car has proved that. And I mean, I don't think it's out of their own possibility. We have 20 winners in 2022. 21-22 winners. There are more than a few guys that are capable of winning that have not won this year. And David, I think of Ryan Blaney. I think of Martin Truex. Those are the names at the top two of that list that haven't won yet this year that could still get it done. Yeah, it's really interesting because, uh, uh, you know, just we're used to seeing, uh, just thinking back, um, you know, used to seeing that uh, when the playoffs start that, and I don't know what the percentages is uh, or the stats, but most of the playoff races are won by, playoff drivers you know what I mean and man 2022 I mean it's record year for how many winners we have first time winners I mean it's just I think the parity with this new next gen race car has really changed up just you know how how the how you know changed up a lot you know and uh but man it's made it exciting the year's been exciting you never know who's going to win a race and uh, I just think it's cool, man. It's been a great year. The next-gen car has not disappointed us. You know, there's been some mechanical failures. You look at Bristol this past weekend. 
you know, there were some issues with some tires. There was some power our steering problems, you know, and, and uh, don't have all the details on all that yet. Uh, but I feel like I'll, I'll learn some more about it this weekend in Texas. But it was interesting how many chase contenders were having mechanical issues at Bristol, you know. But, man, you know, it's uh, you can't have mechanical problems. You can't have, uh, you know, you, you just got to you can't you got to keep the mistakes down. And, uh, man, these uh, non-playoff contenders, they're out for blood. They want to win, man. And that's what we're seeing. Bubba Wallace, uh, you know, Chris Boucher and uh, uh, um, golly, who's the other one? Uh, and uh, Eric Jones. Eric Jones. I mean, man. I mean, who would have? Who would if we would have said, "Hey, four races ago, hey, the next three races are gonna, not going to be won by uh, chase contenders." I mean, I, I would have had to disagree with you. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, right. Well, yeah. and, and even then, Bubba Wallace getting that win at Kansas. I mean that that team has had. Three different drivers this year. Obviously, they've swapped crew chiefs and, you know, pit crews and all that. And for that 45 team to advance to the next round and win a playoff race, I mean, Dom, that's quite a story for uh, for that crew of, you know, competing for that owner's championship and the pride they're taking into that. I mean, they're not going away quietly here. Well, even the fact that Ty Gibbs got back out on the racetrack and Bubba Wallace, they both got back with their mechanical problems and they try to pick up as many laps and as many points because they, uh, the team that had said too, if they are eliminated before Phoenix in the owner's championship, every point matters. And there's a lot of money that gets tied to that with playoff drivers and playoff points. But we've seen it before. The Xfinity driver and the Xfinity owner's title goes to a different driver and different team. Same in the truck series, but we've never really seen this play out on the cup level. And it's very fascinating to see because the 45 team is very capable of continuing to advance to these rounds of the playoffs. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's, a, that's a great point there. So looking at the playoff picture now, the 12 drivers remaining, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson, William Byron, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, the real Christopher, uh, Ryan Blaney, Chase Briscoe, Alex Bowman, Daniel Suarez and Austin Sendrick are your 12 drivers remaining, and they are separated by a grand total of 34 points. Not much at all between first and 12th uh, there at this point. And, David, uh, I mean, we saw, I think, Christopher Bell was probably the strongest playoff driver in these first few races, but um, – I would still think that that Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson are still the guys to beat at this point, right? Man, you know, they they are, but golly, there's others that are just, man, it's, uh, it's what makes it so exciting every weekend to see, you know, which Chase contender is going to have a great run, who's not. Uh, you know, Denny Hamlin, I mean, yeah, I would say Kyle Larson and uh, Chase Elliott are, are, are you know, the, are the uh, favorites, but Man, there's so many other heavy hitters right there with them. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, just judging from these last three races, anything's possible. You know, you got to have a lot of luck on your on your side. And uh, but man, it's um, it's just interesting. It's hard. Uh, you know, uh, Chase Elliott's the favorite, but man, he uh, last couple last three races haven't been very uh, good for, for him. You know what I mean? So right. uh, kind of interesting. You know, Christopher Bell's done a 
uh, a phenomenal job. He's been fast week in and week out. And uh, but man, it's uh, it's it's uh, going to be exciting, and uh, the mystery is still there. You know who's going to, even though the Cal Larson, our former champion, and and uh, Chase Elliott are favorites. Man, I I don't know. Man, it still uh, remains to be seen how it all works out. <laughs> yeah. Dom, uh, for me, of, of that last round, to see Cendric, Suarez, and Briscoe advance, that shocked me. And then even Alex Bowman, what have we talked about with Alex the last you know couple of years was the consistency and that they haven't done it in the playoffs. And Alex advances here. I mean, there's some guys that were basically left for dead, you know, that – or thought of having no shot in this playoff that advanced to the next round. I think you and I probably had Daniel Suarez, Austin Sindrick, and Austin Dillon written off in this first round of the playoffs. I'd have Kyle Busch written off. In fact, did you ask me last week? I would have thought that that team could be strong enough to get to the championship four, which he's done five or six times. Same as Kevin Harvick. And I think you said it best. The RCR-affiliated cars, past, present, and future, did not advance. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, yeah that was a shocker. Uh, going to Texas uh, this weekend, uh, David, uh, unfortunate news for Texas that they found out just within the last few days that there will only be one race at Texas going forward with the All-Star race going back to North Wilkesboro. Um, you've been at Texas Motor Speedway since the very beginning. Started out with one date, then went to two. Attendance was fantastic for a long time there, um, but... I mean, we'll be honest, the surface just has not produced a great product in Texas in the last few years, and they they lose a date here. Um, but, I mean, on, on the flip side, though, I mean, Coda has been a good product, and you still have two races in the state of Texas going forward here. No, it's wonderful. You know, I don't know all the stand, all the business and politics of everything, but you know, I believe, and, and I could be wrong and maybe speaking out of terms because I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I've heard that, that the Texas Motor Speedway really, they rent the racetrack in Coda and they put on the race down there, which is phenomenal. The people, the fans uh, in South Texas down there in Austin, Texas, I mean, I mean, the road course racing down there has not disappointed us. It's been over un, incredibly how great competitive that was one of the best races all year oh it's unbelievable you know what i mean so um so i think texas motor speedway obviously losing a race but you know having one in coda and then having one at texas motor speedway really the coda race belongs at the texas motor speedway so you know you you don't really know all the business and the politics behind all of it you know what i mean what i do know is that the Texas Motor Speedway will only have one NASCAR race next year. Kind of saddened by that. But, you know, you you hear rumblings, and, and I don't know factual, but, you know, you hear uh, that they're uh, going to be reconfiguring the, the, uh, the Texas Motor Speedway, uh, uh, the future. Uh, there's, there's lots of rumblings that they're going to change the configuration of the Texas Motor Speedway, maybe something like Atlanta Motor Speedway, you know what I mean? So uh, be interesting to see. Uh, how that looks in the future. Uh, but, you know, uh, I've always loved racing there. It's my home track and, uh, you know, kind of saddened to see uh, uh, lose a race. But, uh, but you know, I think the, the, the powers in charge are, are looking at the future and how to enhance, make the racing a little bit better. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's just 
just, uh, man, it's just our sport, our industry, you know, it's constantly changing. Uh, look, look what they did done to Atlanta Motor Speedway. That was amazing. And uh, hopefully if they do change the configuration, they change it for the better and people will love the racing like they always have, you know what I mean? So, uh, so anyway, I just hope the best for, uh, for the Texas Motor Speedway, my home track. And, uh, you know, I think whatever changes they'll make will make it even better than it ever has been. If they change Texas to be like Atlanta, which I don't doubt it, I would like to be much, it'd be very entertaining. David, how, the, the racing school, I imagine, would be a, a whole different experience if they do that, like that. Well, I mean, you know, with they, uh, they, you know, they, they ain't worried about racing schools, you know. Right. I mean, they, 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 you know, uh, our I know, sport. but we're worried about racing. Oh, I, I hear you, man. Hey, what, whatever, however they, whatever the future, uh, the configuration, you know, the future of what that configuration looks like. Uh, you know, our team Texas Racing School will adapt, and it will it will be awesome, and the experience for our customers will be awesome. Uh, you know, I uh, I'm just excited for our industry, the fans, uh, the racing. Uh, you know, it's to me, it's always been a popular race. Uh, you know, I think here the last four or five years, whatever, it's it's lost a little bit of its uh, glory. Uh, and hopefully with the reconfiguration or repaving of the racetrack or whatever you want to call it, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make the racing a little bit better that, that the fans like it a lot more. You know what I mean? So, uh, so you know, uh, you know, you want every racetrack that we race at to be awesome. And, I, I mean, as a driver standpoint, uh, from my viewpoint, I mean, it's all of them are great. Uh, so uh, hopefully whatever they do there with – We'll get the fan base back, and it'll, it'll be great. But, man, over – you know, you guys have seen it on television, and I've seen it at the racetrack. Man, the, the attendance this year has been over the top. Man, we've sold out a lot of these races, and uh, it's exciting, man. The, the racing action has been incredible, and uh, the stories that are going on, all the different winners. Uh, man, I just think our sport is doing well, and the, the future is big. Yeah, I think and so. I will say, Tyler, too, on that racing school business, when we get the chance to go and take those cars out on the racetrack, if that is the service we get to go on, oh, boy, getting to do some bump drafting at 125 <laughs> miles an hour, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, let's not be wrecking race cars, though. Uh, I, I, yeah. I don't want to pay that. Well, maybe maybe we, we're going to have fun. I don't know about the bump drafting part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Tyler's ready to be bump draft. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You know, I, I've always said, David, uh, you know, when it comes to the passing lane on the highway, if you're clogging up the passing lane, I think it should be it should be legal to allow to give them a little nudge, a little bump draft. Man, years ago, I don't remember what year. It might have been 10, 15 years ago. You know, my hero, everybody's hero, Richard Petty. Somebody said something about he followed somebody on, on I-85 out of, Char out of Charlotte there. And, uh, you know, just – for 10 miles, however, there was just a car in the slow lane, you know, the left-hand lane. And I had heard that Richard gave him a little bump draft. The king uh, of NASCAR gives you a bump draft in that petty blue, the, the big wing in the back, <laughs> the super bird. That'd be awesome. If Richard Petty's <laughs> bumping you, you better move out of the way. Uh, man, and Tyler, you you know, you, you drive around this Dallas-Fort Worth area, man. If uh, if you're going slow in the fast lane, dude, it's they're almost drunk bump drafting you anyway. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're hauling ass in this town. You know, that's <laughs> Absolutely. That's sure. 
as far as this Texas race goes, uh, Dominic, uh, the contenders this weekend, we mentioned earlier, Ryan Blaney hasn't won this year. He won the all-star race. Um, the mile and a half package, what do you think? Who does this favor uh, for what we're seeing here at Texas uh, this weekend? Who are the guys you're watching for? Man, it's hard to say, right? You want to go off past history. You want to say, like, okay, Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex, Kyle Busch, some of these guys that have run well in the past. But this comer and goer kind of thing we're seeing with the new car, it really is hard to speculate on, okay, who's going to run up front? Who's going to fade at the end? Man, my guess is as good as any of yours. But if I had to make some guesses, I, I would say we're going to see multiple leaders. We're definitely going to see a, a lot of long green flag racing. And last year's fall race, we did see some cautions. But you know, maybe that turn two area is a little treacherous. We tend to see a lot of cars spin off that area. And as they get off the banking on the backstretch, you tend to see cars spinning out or crashes. Maybe we see that with the new car. Maybe not. But we did see some wild crashes in the May All-Star race with Ross Chastain flipping. So if that's any indication, maybe we'll see some crashes. But I guess it'll be remaining to be seen. But it's going to be some great racing Sunday. We're in for a treat at Texas. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, who uh, who are you guys watching for? Let's, uh, let's do some picks real quick, and then we'll move on to the uh, rest of today's matters on the show. Uh, David, are you going to pick somebody besides Kevin Harvick this week? <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, the, the last cup race there, the all-star race, you know, Ryan Blaney was unbelievable, man. He was on, on the rail. And, uh, you know, Denny Hamlin always runs good here, you know. And then you got Kyle Larson and and uh, Chase Elliott, you know. I, I You know, and, and man, let me, you know, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Tyler Reddick, those guys been eliminated. I think you're going to see them. I mean, I think they want they they got something to prove. I mean, you might see one of those three guys in victory lane. They're probably, you know, it's just uh, yeah, kind of like Dominic. It's hard to really pick somebody because so, there's so many good ones, you know. And um, you know, I uh, you know uh, Kyle Busch is probably pissed off. You know, you know Harvick's mad. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me to see either one of those guys. But, man, you can't reel out Denny Hamlin. You know Ryan Blaney's going to be tough. They had it figured out here earlier, and I don't know why they wouldn't have it figured out here this weekend. So, man, it's just, you know, it's, it's so competitive. Uh, it's hard to usually – it's hard to pick a winner anymore. You know what I mean? So, uh, I don't know. Uh, I would say, you know, probably Denny Hamlin. Then you got, you got this kid named uh, Ross Chastain that's really been on fire. I mean, hell, who knows, man? It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. What about you, Tom? Back to playoff drivers. I think that that streak ends this week of non-playoff drivers. And I, I I have one name in particular. He won this race last year. Kyle Larson, I think, gets into victory lane, that five car. he is He's good on those mile and a half so well. And Texas plays to his strong suits. I, I, I Kyle Larson's the guy I'm watching for this weekend, get his – third win of the year and try to, you know, defend his title here. How about you, Dom? Man, I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. I think he will get his first points awarding win. Like you said, he won the all-star race. He runs really well at these types of tracks. I think Ryan Blaney finally closes the deal. I think he puts together a great race. The pit crew is solid on pit road. He'll lead some laps. He'll come and go throughout the race. But Ryan Blaney will get it done and be our, our 20th winner in 30 races. We will uh, get to our news and notes segment in just one moment. Before we do, today's show is presented by Ticket Smarter. 
Ticket Smart is the official ticket resale marketplace of Worldwide Technology Raceway, where David won in 2004. Fans can also get tickets to any type of event, including sports, concerts, and theater productions. Ticket Smarter is committing to helping those in need by donating $1 from every transaction to various charity organizations. Head over to TicketSmarter.com to find tickets for upcoming events. That's TicketSmarter.com. Time for our news and notes segment. Dominic, what do you got? Well, Ryan Blaney is going to win at Texas Motor Speedway this weekend. He will be doing it with an interim crew chief. Blaney has lost his crew chief, Jonathan Hassler, for four races, along with two other crew members. Zachary Price is a retired changer and Graham Stoddard, the Jackman. The suspensions come after Saturday's Bristol race where Will came loose. NASCAR announced on Tuesday, September 20th, that the team would be foregoing these two crew members along with the crew chief. And their suspensions will be up at the end of the Las Vegas race in the round of eight. So if he's going to make it out of this round, he's going to have a few new moving pieces with his team. David, uh, that's been the standard punishment for loose wheels this year. Uh, NASCAR has been trying to send a message on that. Do you think it's a bit harsh? Man, you know, at least they've been consistent about it. You know what I mean? It, it is a little harsh, but, you know, like Dominic was saying, they've been consistent with the calls. And, you know, if your wheel comes off, I mean, you, we see the, the crew chief get a suspension, four ways for suspension. Uh, it's kind of interesting to hear that the tire changer and the jack man is involved in that process as well. Uh, you know, I just think the uh, Penske organization is so strong and their car chief, the engineer, uh, you know, I, I think they'll step up the plate and I don't think it'll, you know, I don't think it will uh, slow Ryan Blaney's car down. You know, I think you'll see them have speed. I think you'll see them as a contender Sunday afternoon. And uh, but man, uh, harsh. I think it's been harsh all year. Consistent, spot on. You know, if you have a wheel come off your race car during any Cup race, uh, you know you you know you know the consequences of it. You know, so kind of interesting uh, that you would slow down and make sure that you're. Uh, that your one lug nut is locked on, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, with, you know, it's kind of interesting to have a playoff team, uh, you know, make a mistake like a costly mistake, you know, and uh, to lose your crew chief uh, for the next four races, uh, you know, I, I think there's challenges there, but have an organization like Roger Penske uh, and the people that the crew chief is the team they have built uh, I don't think they'll skip a beat, really. Dominic, uh, we mentioned the consistency with that ruling. That's been par for the course this year. But I, I look at it, you know, the loose wheel stuff. I mean, you're not trying to get a competitive advantage here. I mean, it's, I mean, you want the the, the lug nut on the car. I mean, that that's where, where it, it blows my mind is that, I mean, yes, it is a safety issue, and you're trying to deliver a message here, but it's not like that, you know, by having a loose wheel that a team has an advantage in everybody else either. That's what doesn't add up for me. And I think you answered part of that there. I think the safety thing needs to be stressed on that. I don't know if either of you remember this, but in the 2008 Coke 600, back when we had five lug nuts, Brian Vickers had a loose wheel that came off, and 
turns one and two and he came down the track and the, the tire ended up bouncing over one of the walls and bouncing in the infield. And, and I think back to that incident, I don't remember what the penalties were that came out of that or if there were, but I think NASCAR is sending that strong message. And, and we've seen how fast those tires can roll. They are moving projectiles and they can cause a lot of damage. So I think the big thing here is safety because you're right. It's not a, it's not a competition thing where in the past, okay, you get three or four lug nuts on and okay, it is what it is. But the safety thing is the big thing being stressed here. And, and like you said, David, NASCAR has been consistent about this across the board. Yeah. yeah. How about, uh, you know, I asked the question to you guys, uh, 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 other penalties from other teams with the tires coming off, uh, have, have, have they been uh, uh, like the tire changer and a jack man, the jack person, have they been getting those big penalties as well or just yeah. something new? Yeah, yeah, it's been crew chief, tire changer, jackman. Yeah, if, if yeah, because you know it's interesting because you know the the crew chief he's up on the pit box and the tire changer and the jackman's the one that's actually doing the work. I mean, hands on, and you know you're not supposed to drop the jack, and the car's not supposed to leave until you're a hundred percent guaranteed that you know those tires are tight and locked on there. You know what I mean? So. Uh, so it's kind of interesting, you know what I mean, and uh, you know it definitely uh, will be somewhat of a challenge for the for the Penske Ryan Blaney and his Penske team. Uh, but you know, I just think they have such great people in place. The engineer will step up, uh, and and I think the car chief, whoever they're going to put in that place, uh, in term and what uh, whatever you call yeah, them, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, but still, you know, I, you know, no matter what we think, but, you know, you got to think not having your, 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 your crew chief on the pit box is going to be a little bit of a challenge for the team, you know, your leader. David, David, uh, tell me this. I mean, you're, you're around your pit crew guys all the time, obviously. Um, how difficult is that job that they do and, and to get the speed and all the practice to get to that speed? What, what goes into to being on a pit crew like that? Man, you know, <laughs> You know, it's they can you can win or lose a race. Your pit crew is everything. They're so, man, they play such a crucial, crucial uh, ingredients to the success of the team of the of on, on that race. I mean, you know, you can win or lose a, a race with your pit crew. You know, so man, so important. Uh, every job uh, when that car hits pit road and it pulls into your pit pit box at pit stall, and man, your crew jumps over that wall. Man, everybody's got a job to do. They're trying to do it efficiently and as fast as they can. And, hey, man, there's all humans. You know, people make mistakes. Uh, but, man, I think, you know, in this championship chase format that we have, you know, I think the teams that can limit the mistakes uh, will be the ones that prosper, you, you know. And, uh, but, man, your pit crew – the men and women that change these tires, gas these race cars, make adjustments to them, man, they can, you can, they're everything to a racing team. You can win or lose them, you know, they can break you or, or make you really. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Dominic, uh, what else going on? Well, if you're a gambling person and you're taking your money to the odds to see who's going to win this weekend at Texas Motor Speedway, you're putting your money on Denny Hamlin. You have the best statistical chance of winning according to odds checker for the race weekend at the Echo Park. Triller 500 at Texas Motor Speedway. Danny Hamlin has your best odds at about 5.5 to 1. Kyle Larson comes in next at 6 point or six to 1. Christopher Bell at 7 to 1. Chase Elliott at 8 to 1. Kyle Busch at about 8.5 to 1. And then Ross Chastain, Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Blaney, all at 10 to 1. So 
If you're a betting person, you're going to try to make some money on the race this weekend. Statistically, according to Oddsmaker, those are your best choices in trying to build your bet. Yeah, and uh, you can make your bets at uh, betus.com with uh, promo code Jones125 for 125% deposit bonus. Put $100 down, get $125 to spend for free. Oh, I like um, that plug there, Tyler. Nice. Yes. Um, we, 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 don't, we don't go there. We don't, we don't even – I don't even pay attention to that, man. I don't want nothing to you do You know what, though, David? I'm shocked that the promo card wasn't like so hashtag Summer of Jones is over or something. <laughs> the Summer of Jones hashtag whatever, that's been canceled for months. You know what I mean? So, hey. It was ended like two weeks ago, but, you know, sure enough. Yeah, so well, me, me and Dominic officially canceled it two months ago. You know what I mean? Oh, that's like, no, yeah. we, we might be revving it back up this weekend with the uh, hey. race at uh, Texas. Well, it will be the fall of Jones because it's the first weekend of autumn. Ooh, no, 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 no fall here, no fall here. <laughs> but uh, the bets, you know, all, all that. Uh, did I find that interesting? See that Denny is a uh, a decent favorite there with the uh, the odds uh, in his favor because I mean, you know, we, we mentioned some of the guys that we talked about, Dom. I mean, those would be really good payouts there uh, with just they're not. With, with their odds stacked up the way they are. Absolutely. Danny Hamlin, too. I mean, he's a multi-winner, but some of these guys that we know can go out in front and lead a bunch of laps, Ross Chastain, Martin Truex Jr. You said it best. Christopher Bell was the most consistent driver in the round of 16. Who's not to say one of these guys goes out and wins. But the year of 2022 it has been the year of parity. There's no talent. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, the, uh, the Kyle Busch news, Dominic and I, we talked about last week, but – I want to kind of revisit this situation with, with David since David wasn't here last week. David, what, what's your reaction to officially seeing that Kyle Busch is headed to RCR and that they're going to have a third charter, it looks like, with Tyler Reddick in that third charter and everything uh, for this, this lame duck year? What uh, And then also the, the part of it of, of Ty Gibbs more than likely sliding into the 18 car JGR. What do you make of everything that's unfolded there in the last uh, week or so, Tim? Man, you know, very interesting, all of it. You know, it's it's amazing uh, that Toyota, Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, that and and one of the all-time best race car driver ever, for that, that nucleus of a powerhouse championship caliper team to break up is, is very interesting to me, you know. Um, uh, man, I, I would have never thought that you would that nucleus, man. That that's that's a strong, strong team there, and I'm surprised to see it break up, you know. And uh, you know, obviously, there's business. There's a lot of business. There's a lot of challenging decisions on a lot of people's part. Uh, uh, but you know, I think the winner here is Richard Childress Racing to to have a Dale Earnhardt tight driver join Richard Childress Racing, uh, you know, to see what Tyler Reddick has done this year. They've had some fast race cars, and, you know, he's almost won five or six races, you know, and, and you know, y'all see what I see. He's there week in and week out. You know, I think, uh, and for them to be able to uh, entice or to bring Kyle Busch into the RCR stable with, with Chevrolet, 
I mean, I think it's a home run for RCR. It's a home run for Civil A. Uh, not only are they going to, you know, the, you know, you get Kyle Busch's truck team's going to go to, you know, it's going to uh, switch over to 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 Civil A Silverados. Uh, I just think the winner in all this is Richard Childress Racing. You know, and and I think if they can give Kyle Busch the type of fast, great driving, handling race cars they've given Tyler Reddick. You know, I think we're going to see some good things uh, out of that RCR stable, you know. And, and you think back to <clears throat> Dale Earnhardt and, and Richard Childress Racing, what they did together, all the championships and all the success they had for as long as they had it. You know, I think Childress, you know, I didn't see his press conference, but he probably referenced Dale Earnhardt, what he saw in Dale Earnhardt, sees the same thing in Kyle Busch. You know what he I mean? Did, yeah. I just think, man, and I think, I think maybe Kyle Busch's feelings are a little bit hurt. I think you're going to see a pissed off Kyle Busch. And I remember reading uh, David Wilson, one of the big racing executives from Toyota, said, "Man, you don't want to have to compete against a pissed off Kyle Busch." But you know, I, I just think it's interesting uh, to see that nucleus, that powerhouse championship caliper organization uh, unravel in front of us and to see who was going to take advantage of it. And, man, I believe RCR, I think it's uh, – I think they're the winner out of all this. And, and uh, you know, and, and you look at the other side of it to – you know, if 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 you were Joe Gibbs racing, if you were Joe Gibbs to and to have your grandson to be as hot as a race car driver as Ty Gibbs has ended up being, man, what exciting to be able to put your grandson in a winning championship caliper car. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see Ty Gibbs winning races next year, driving for you know, driving for his grandfather. And uh, being a championship caliper, you know, maybe giving a shot at maybe making the chase or even being a champion, you know. So I'm sure they're excited, ecstatic about that, the possibilities. But I think at the end of the day, the biggest winner is RCR. Where does uh, Tyler Reddick uh, go in all this here, uh, David? Because we hear Richard Childress say that they want to get a third charter and put him in that car. But I mean, Talk about timing-wise. I mean, that would have to be something real fast of assembling a team, sponsorship, and all that. And then there's the other possibility of, okay, is Kurt Busch going to be healthy and race next year? Would they want him in the 45 there at 2311? And, and you know, the other factor, too, you, you can think of it this way, is Tyler Reddick, as good as he is, yeah, of course you'd want him driving one of your cars while you have him under contract, but it could cost you a lot of money here too. David, wh where does Tyler Reddick go in all this? Do you think he races for RCR? Do you think he races for 2311 or somewhere like Colleg or somewhere that has a charter just to, for, for the year, like a rental before he goes off to 2311 here? Well, you know, Colleg, you know, there is, I don't know how you say that, but you know, they're, they're associated uh, with uh, Richard Childress Racing. You know, I think, you know, colleagues racing shop and race, the, their whole organization is based in the complex at Richard Childress Racing. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's a sister team or, a, 
you know, I don't even know how you uh, describe that, what they are, but man, they are so embedded with Richard Childress Racing. It's almost like a Richard Childress Racing team, you know what I mean? So, uh, man, you know, there's there's a lot what we don't know, and, and you know, is, uh, and man, we pray, uh, I, man, I pray that Kurt Busch comes back healthy as ever. I mean, he's done a phenomenal job over the years winning a race this year. I've really missed seeing him part of the playoff picture because I really thought, uh, you know, he would have had a chance of uh, being there at the end, you know, in Phoenix running for a championship. And, uh, you know, they were strong, had a lot of speed and to see him get hurt. Uh, I hope he can recover and come back and race as long as he want to and kind of retire on, on, on his terms when he wanted to retire, not – not retire because of an injury, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of question marks there. Uh, so, man, there's just a lot of things uh, that we don't know. Uh, and a lot of people are really, uh, I'm interested in to find out how it's all going to work out for Tyler Reddick, for RCR, and to see how it, how it all plays out. But, you know, there's, that's what makes the sport exciting, you know what I mean? And Tyler Reddick is a, uh, is a winner, man. And you want to, you know, if I was RCR, man, I'm, I'll be trying to figure, you know, you got Kyle Busch, you got Tyler Reddick, and you got Austin Dillon. Uh, man, you got some pretty heavy drivers right there, you know, and, and, you know, and, you know, I guess as a team owner, uh, RCR, hell, you know, when you want all your cars winning every week, you know what I mean? So I, I would think that Richard Childress Racing is probably going to do everything they can to, you know, to put all three of their cars in the playoffs in 2023, win as many races as they can. I mean, they want to they want to get back to the RCR we used to send when Dale Earnhardt and Kevin Harvick was driving those cars. You know, driving driving for RCR. Right. So it's just kind of interesting, and you know, and like you said, uh, Tyler, all the scenarios you play out. You know which how you know what direction is it going to go, and uh, you know I think that keeps us all engaged and watching and seeing you know how it's all going to turn out for everybody. Now I'm going to uh, one more thing on this, then we'll move on here. If you're Tyler Reddick and seeing that you know at RCR they've already given away your crew chief and your car to Kyle Busch, and knowing that you know hey it is going to be a long road ahead just to get this third car ready uh, for next year. Or even if he goes to college, that's a team that is you know, still a young team that's building and everything. If you're Tyler Reddick, are, aren't you trying to do everything you can to get to 2311 next year where you're wanted and where they're, where you're built for success, where you're a part of their future? I would agree with that. Yes. I think the way this whole thing went down with how it was announced that he was extended and then a couple of days later, Hey, I'm leaving. Yeah. There's, some, there's definitely some bad blood. And I, and I think RC and Reddick are doing their best to save face publicly, but behind closed doors and their true thoughts, you know, yeah, you gotta be imagining Tyler Reddick is looking any way to jump ship. And, and I'd be curious too. I and mean, maybe David, you can give a little bit of insight on this too, how those driver contracts are written for, for teams and these guys that go race and, I know there's a lot of different things that they can put in these contracts. Who's not to say, Tyler and Dave, I mean, could Richard Childress say, okay, you are under contract with Richard Childress Racing for 2023. We're going to use you as the Will Force driver at tests, and that's it. Kind of kind of like, I'm not saying Bowman was signed to a Hendrick contract just yet in 17, but he was the Chevrolet Will Force driver for one year before he got the 88 ride. Hold him out, yeah. Yeah. 
could we see something like that with Tyler Reddick? Could, could there be something, David, in that contract with Richard Childress Racing where something like that could happen? Could they throw him in the Xfinity Series if they yeah. wanted? Man, you know, hey, uh, you know, every contract's written different, you know what I mean? And, and I think y'all said it, you know, I, I don't think that RCR and, and Tyler Reddick I don't believe they see eye to eye on how things were played out throughout the year, you know, and, uh, you know, sometimes your contract locks you into a situation you're just going to have to deal with, you know what I mean? Obviously, you know, I agree with y'all. If Tyler Reddick could somehow or another buy his contract out and go over to 2311, you know, at the end of the season, if that was possible, I think, you know, if there was any way, shape, or form, it would be possible that he would – he's trying to do everything he can to do that. Yeah, I, I, I feel like he's pretty locked in where he's at contractually, you know what I mean? And sometimes, you know, the situation you're that you have put yourself in, I mean, who knows? You know, who, who really knows uh, how it's all going to play out? It's interesting, you know what I mean, because, I mean, we know – it's all about Kyle Busch, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, you know, so I don't know, man. There's a, there's a lots of uh, lots of question marks that I don't think any of us will ever know. And uh, you know, and, and you know, but I totally agree with you. If Tyler Reddick could could somehow or another get over to twenty three eleven a year sooner. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he's doing everything he can to make that happen. You know what I mean? But uh, but sometimes, you know, again, from a from a contract standpoint, he he might be locked down for a year, and it might be a challenging year for him. But you know, the cool thing about it, the future is bright, and that's that's you know that's awesome. You know, so you know you you really don't know. There's a lot of speculation, and we're speculating here. You know how it's all going to turn out. You know and uh, I don't know. It's just interesting. It, it makes for good conversations and uh, makes, you know, everybody's engaged and paying attention to it. But uh, but it's very interesting uh, how things are happening inside our sport, you know, right in front of our eyes, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is for sure. Um, Dom, anything else before we get to our Ask David segment here? Nope. It's all you now. All right. Uh, let's go racing with David Starr is presented by Ticket Smarter. Ticket Smarter came aboard. As the primary sponsor this year on David's 08 Ford Mustang, we want to we want to tell you a little bit more about what they do. Ticket Smarter is a national ticket resale marketplace with tickets to over 125,000 live events, including NASCAR and other forms of motorsports. Fans can get tickets to every NASCAR, Golf, Xfinity, and Kevin World Truck Race throughout the season. For the best deals on tickets, visit TicketSmarter.com to get your tickets today. That's TicketSmarter.com. Time for our first question in the mailbag in our Ask David segment, where you can submit questions to us each and every week via email, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com, facebook.com slash starpodcast, and on Twitter at starpodcast. Question from Gabe the Babe wants to know, you hear of people getting excited this week leading up to homecoming and festivities around it. Is the Texas race in the fall sort of like homecoming for you or giving you homecoming vibes, David? Well, you know, it, it, it is, you know, it's like a homecoming, you know what I mean? But it's you're the homecoming king, David. Yeah, but man, it's just business as <laughs> usual, you know what I mean? It's it's exciting, you know. I 
my mom and dad come to the race, you know, my sister and my boys get to be there and my wife. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of people that have gotten me uh, and have helped me from a sponsor standpoint or let me drive their race car. It's always cool to race at home. Uh, man, you know, you hear Kurt and Kyle Bush, they want to win the Las Vegas race. Me and Brendan Gone used to talk about this all the time, you know. You don't want to win at home. It's something special. It's exciting. And I've gotten close over the years, uh, but never really gotten that job accomplished, gotten gotten the job done. And uh, But, man, I, I don't know. I, I love coming here to Texas Motor Speedway and racing. Uh, just, you know, you got a lot more family there, more friends, more people that have, uh, that are, uh, that have given you the money to, to, to be where you're at. Uh, but man, it's just cool. You know, we got a lot of Texas connections and a lot of Texas companies that make it possible for me to race today. Uh, but man, it's, it's just cool. It's exciting. And, uh, and, uh, you know, if you want to call it a homecoming, you can, but I, but I, I don't know. I just love it. You know, you guys are going to be there. My, my podcast team, it's, it's just cool, man. It's, it's a, it's a good vibe. It's fun. I love racing at Texas, but man, I love racing at Martinsville. I just love racing everywhere. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed more than I deserve. And, uh, be able to race at Texas Motor Speedway as long as I have, man, I'm, I'm, I'm honored and humbled by it. You know what I mean? So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Dom, uh, you know, for, for me, you know, Texas does feel like home of, you know, just being down the road from where I live now, but uh, that's the first tra racetrack I ever went to for a cup race at Texas Motor Speedway. I've been to Kansas more than anything else. That I, I feel like is my home track because that's where, you know, I, I was going to school up there, going to about every race there, but, uh, I mean, Dom, we've had a lot of fun at Texas Motor Speedway over the years. We have. I'd say one of the best weekends I've ever had at the racetrack was the All-Star Race last year, getting to do that yeah. with you and Chris Salazar and just the fun that we got to have. We got to go go-karting. A lot of fun stuff away from the track. And a lot of the stuff, the track, don't get me wrong, is a lot of fun. But it's the people that you get to be around. Like David said, you get to have your family there. And, and I think when you have the people that you really enjoy being around, that just really enhances the entire experience. Yeah. Yeah, it does, for sure. Uh, next question in the inbox, and it comes from Brittany. Brittany wants to know, David, if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? <laughs> That's, what a cool question, man. Cool cool question, Brittany. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, you know, I guess it had to be Mexican food, you know what I mean, because I love my Mexican food. And, uh, man, you know, the chips and salsa that you get to eat, the, the, the queso, and, man, we have so many great restaurants in Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, Texas. I guess if I, if I you know, if, if, if somebody said, hey, you, you, this is your last meal, you know, pick whatever you want, it would have to be Mexican food for me, you know. That's, that's a great question, you know. Uh, how about you guys? I think that's a cool question. It makes you think about it. What, what about you, Dominic, Tyler? Man, good question. I, I think if you're picking a food group, I think I'm going to have to go the stereotypical New Mexican diet there as well, David. Beans, <laughs> Spanish rice, green chili, stuff with corn tortillas, stuff that just feels, I don't know, like how Southern food has that wholeness and that hardness to it. New Mexico food kind of just has that same feel to it, in my opinion. So I'd have to pick something from that arena. How about you, Tyler? Uh, it has to be some beef. I mean, where's the beef, right? You know, 
you can get creative with beef. You know, there's all sorts of ways you can eat beef. So that that would be the uh, the move for me where I'd go with uh, there. Beef ice cream. Sure, let's just give it a <laughs> shot. You know. Next one comes from Betsy. Betsy wants to know. Uh, MJ apparently turned down an endorsement once for a pasta company. That's something David would never do. If Olive Garden calls, he's answering that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Without naming the company, David, have you ever turned down a sponsor or endorsement? Um, I don't believe I ever have. Uh, I, absolutely not. No, uh, uh, I haven't, you know what I mean? And uh, that's a great question, you know what I mean? Because David can be bought. Well, well, no, I don't know about all that, but you know, hey, you, got, <laughs> we, hey, you know, at the end of the day, you have, uh, you know, you got morals and ethics, you know, eth you know, and, and, uh, you know, I'm sure, uh, you know, I've, I've never been put in that situation where I had to, uh, you know, where you, you, you didn't, that doesn't fit who you are. That's not who you are as a person, uh, you know. And, uh, man, I would say 100% of the companies that, you know, you guys know a lot of my partners and sponsors. I mean, it's just great people, hardworking, great people that have built great companies, have great people working for them. It's just good people, you know. And um, uh, I don't, I don't, I, I can't remember ever, you know, saying that brand doesn't fit who I am, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and, and really the seriously, serious part of it, I mean, it's a serious thing, you know, it, you have to really, you know, uh, you got to draw a line in the sand sometimes, you know, I mean, who you are as a person and what you stand for, uh, you know, you just, you know, sometimes it's a fit and sometimes it's not, you know what I mean? But I, I me personally, uh, all the sponsors I've ever had and, and so blessed and honored and humbled to, to all the sponsors I ever had to, to, to allow me to race, but I've never had to make a decision where I drew a line in the sand and say, I can't be associated with that. I, I, I haven't. And, and you guys know, and I know that there have been drivers out there that have made those tough decisions, you know what I mean? Because it doesn't fit who they are. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, ethically and morally you know what I mean it's like man you know I got kids and I got a wife and mom and dad I mean you know we, there is a you know a, we want to be stand up and, you know you are a father and a husband and you know we, we're you know uh, I mean I you know it, it, there's I hadn't been put in that situation where I had to make that decision you know all our sponsors we've had always been stand up spot on great companies so Dominic what that sounds like to me we need to have David drive the Trojan number 69 car. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Both of you just went silent. <laughs> you stopped. There's not many times, David, where I have been stumped by this man, but that's one of the times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to, you know, how to comment to that. Tyler, come on, man. <laughs> uh, Dom, one of my favorite, like, all-time sponsors was uh, when Matt Kenseth, when he was driving the 17 car and had the Jeremiah Weed liquor, and half the people didn't know it was liquor. And like, what the hell is this Jeremiah Weed? <laughs> I do remember hearing some people get 
pretty fired up about that. Like, what is that sponsor? And, and kind of like exactly what you said, not knowing that, that you're right. It's an alcohol liquor company, but yeah, just by the name, you just see the name Jeremiah Weed. Okay, it definitely piques your interest. So maybe that was part of the marketing strategy because it caught a lot of people's attention. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, that's great, guys. Uh, we'll have a lot of fun this weekend. Uh, we are very busy with our schedules. I, I can't even go to the cup race because I got NFL stuff. So, unfortunately, no live show at the track, but we'll be having plenty of social media posts and videos out there. It'll be good to see all both of your uh, lovely faces this weekend. And uh, let's uh, let's see David have a, a good finish here. Uh, Absolutely. See, see, Dom, the Jones tour has been canceled a long time ago because – he can't even come to the races with us anymore. Dude, that's yeah. what I mean. Dude. I, the name I mean, for all of Jones. I'm going to your, I'm going to your race, David. I'm going to be at the one that matters. Well, I appreciate that, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, real quick. No, it, you it, gonna run, once you weren't going to run cup, then I wasn't going to be there. So. Uh, okay. Well, I, I appreciate that, but, uh, <laughs> but it'll be a fun weekend of racing, you know, and, uh, heck I'm excited. Uh, shoot. I'm, I'm excited to race. And, uh, Hopefully we have a better race than we had last week at Bristol, but uh, man, I look forward to it. It's uh, man, it's exciting. A lot of a lot of cool stuff. Racing's been great, and uh, hopefully we see two great races this weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. How are you doing, Tyler? I think we'll be celebrating a David finish with his favorite dessert: some fortune cookies. <laughs> fortune cookies, some Bucky's uh, Beaver Nuggets. You know, <laughs> and, uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, Chasco folks. They always make us a, a really good meal at the racetrack. So. The Chasco Absolutely. people are so hospitable, and they're, they're so nice, and they have that little infield thing there between turns one and two, and just it, they make you, they make you man, feel like Chuck you're – Chuck and Tony Glace, man, Chad, uh, Chad, Chaz's kids. and uh, man, say it too loud. Kept, we can't invite everybody. Yeah, have I, have, the, I, have I just blown the cover off this whole thing? It's all man. good, man. How about our <laughs> buddy Mark Tate, you know what I mean? And oh, I mean, there's just yeah. so many – uh, you know, Kurt Spring, I mean, just on and on and on, just so many great people. Uh, it's, it's just, man, sometimes you don't even have enough time at night to go see all the, all your great friends and all the great food, you know, I mean, it's just exciting. You just, you just love to see people having a great time celebrating and enjoying racing like we love. It's really a cool thing, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I owe Mark and I owe Tyler some New Mexico green chili, so I'll be seeing you guys definitely throughout the week and be sure to give you your guys' New Mexico gifts. Awesome, yeah. man. Uh, We're always excited to see what the gifts are from, from Dominic. <laughs> right. My dad, uh, he'll be make, he'll be up there this weekend. He's going to the cup race without me, but uh excited to have him and you know Dominic and my uh my and Marcus, one apartment. Marcus will be there this weekend too. Yeah, my one awesome. bedroom apartment's gonna be packed this weekend. Uh, but we'll <laughs> we'll make the most of it. So you and your girlfriend and Dominic and who else? And, and my dad and, and Dominic, <laughs> you know, lover or whatever, you know. And, yeah, everybody's going to be here. Hey, hey, awesome, he's my man. best friend from high school, so we're pretty close. That's right. My, That's right. My dad decided not to bring his girlfriend, uh, you know, this week. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's his girlfriend and his wife were both busy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, as awesome. always, you can uh, follow the show on social media, Twitter at Star Podcast, Facebook, Star Podcast, uh, and also check us out by email. Email us, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show. New episodes out each and every Wednesday. 
Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review or don't leave us one at all. Hit the like button as well if you enjoyed today's show. And uh, we'll put the checkered flag out on this episode. Guys, we'll see you here in a couple days at Texas Motor Speedway. going to be a lot of fun. For David Starr, Dominic Aragon, Tyler Jones, thank you so long. It's been another edition of Let's Go Racing. We'll see you next week. Thank you.